The countdown to the November 3rd general election is in full gear. As Colorado is principally a mail-in balloting state, your ballot will be in the mail to you October 9th. The essential key this year is returning or dropping off your ballot early to ensure it arrives on time and is counted without any problems. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Colorado is a state with high electoral participation, directly attributed to mail-in balloting. The fairness, accuracy, and being fraud-free is readily evidenced by Colorado Senators Michael Bennett, Democrat, and Cory Gardner, Republican, opposite parties elected by the same mail-in system. Assisting us to ensure your voting gets done properly are Denver City Clerk and Recorder Paul Lopez and his Director of Elections, Jocelyn Bucaro. Clerk Lopez, absentee ballots are not a problem here because it's an entirely mail-in election, at least 99% of it is. Yep. Uh, you get your ballots in the mail automatically, and that's that's something that we've been doing uh, since uh, since 2013. Now, I am going to say that, you know, uh, that's why your registration uh, matters. I know a lot of folks who are already registered and know that they're registered to vote. Please go go on our site again. Uh, Double-check your registration. Make sure we have the right uh, contact information. You may have moved. You may have gotten married or changed change an address so just just make sure that that uh, that is up to date and accurate and that mail ballot will get to you another tool that we have for folks is something called ballot trace and it is a ballot tracking system it allows voters to track their ballot and it updates uh, voters either via a text message or an email basically your your ballot is doing what I did when I was a kid and I had to check in with my parents I had to say hey I'm leaving Oh, no, I'm here, right? So your ballot yeah. is being saying, I'm being printed. Oh, by the way, um, I'm coming to you. Oh, by the way, I'm being counted. So um, it, it's, it's actually pretty cool. It's a great tool, but it also allows you to, to, to make sure that information is accurate as well, too. And it allows you to, to follow it. And you know what? Here's the kicker. Uh, okay. A lot of folks, they, they, they vote because they really want that sticker that says, I voted, and they want to go show it, show it off. Well, now you can do it by, by by doing that. You vote you vote by mail. You'll get that sticker. But uh, ballot trace also uh, shoots that electronic sticker over to you, so you can show it off on Facebook and whatnot. But uh, yes, you are absolutely right. One hundred percent mail. Nobody needs to call in ahead of time and ask for an absentee ballot. And the other thing I wanted to clarify is that you asked me about about photo uh, ID. Photo ID is not required. You don't need to bring a photo ID, but you do have to have an ID to, to vote. For either one of you, what common errors do you see that could lead to a person's ballot not being counted? Illegible signature, for example? That is the most common um, reason a voter would not have their ballot counted initially, and that's a, that's a curable problem. So if, if a voter, every uh, ballot requires a signature um, on the return envelope. So if you get your ballot in the mail, you're going to have to sign the envelope before you send it back to us, uh, as the clerk pointed out. And we compare each and every one of those signatures to um, the signature, the most recent signature in your voter registration record. Uh, so, um, and then if it doesn't match um, on a first look by an election judge, it gets reviewed by a bipartisan team mm-hmm. of election judges, and they look at at least three to five signatures from your from your record. 
to compare against, and if they still think it doesn't match, and that includes if you print your signature on your envelope but you signed it when you went to the DMV or you signed it when you registered to vote, um, that is probably not going to match, and we'll send you a letter uh, letting you know that there was a problem and giving you instructions on how you can fix that. And if you subscribe to Ballot Trace, you'll get the notification through your Ballot Trace notification as well, be via email or text message. And you can fix that uh, by um, using your smartphone, actually, to um, use a, a secure mobile website to return the signature affidavit securing your ballot and provide a picture of a of of an acceptable form of ID, whether it be a driver's license or a utility bill or, or another type of ID that's that's used for voting. Um, and any of those things, uh, return it back to us and we'll fix your ballot and, and it will still be counted. But yeah, signature discrepancy is the number one reason and then um, we see fewer instances where voters forget to sign the envelope altogether. Um, that, that's yeah. becoming more rare. And then another reason, um, if a voter has and this actually happens, surprisingly. Sometimes voters have um, the envelopes laying around from a former election. And if they return this election's ballot in last election's envelope, for example, that's not going to get accepted. No, and they'll have work. to fix that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. same thing if they if – they, um, and then another important point, too, is if they return the ballot by mail – and it gets, or if they try to turn, return it at a Dropbox, and we don't have it until after 7 p.m. on a, on November 3rd, then that's another reason why their ballot would not be accepted, and that unfortunately is not curable. So it, get your ballots in early, don't hang on to them till the last minute, and if you plan to mail your ballot back, be sure to mail it back no later than October 26th, so that we have it by 7 p.m. on November 3rd. You know, when we sign our driver's license or something, we kind of scribble it, and then we have to do something official. We do our 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 perfect signature there, so it can be different. <laughs> can we go online and see what signatures in your record so we know we match it right, or is that private information and to make sure nobody can duplicate your signature is not open to us either? Here's the thing. We, we you know, your, your signature... You enter a signature at the DMV. You enter a signature with us if you, you know, if, if you voted. If it's your first time, you know, voting, that's the signature that we're going to use. A person's signature can change over time, and you're right. There's the man. I got to run. I, I got to pay the tab real quick because I got to take off, and I got to and I got to race out. And you sign really quickly, and then you're, then it's your 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 John Hancock, right? Which is your 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 signature signature. You know, the yeah. good thing about the the good thing about our our signature verification is, um, you know, one, it's bipartisan teams that do this, right? So they, they compare to the signatures on file that you have with your voter registration, but they're trained by an FBI specialist in signature verification. And that, oh, really? that also looks at, yeah, so it doesn't need to exactly be exactly the, the, the carbon copy signature, but you, a person has a certain style when they sign, and they look for those kind of nuances and stuff. And a person shouldn't worry about that. Just sign it. If we have, if there is any issue, you will be contacted, and you will have an opportunity to make that right. On uh, that night, do you have any legal requirement that says that you have to report your counting results that night before sunrise or sometime the next day or something like that? 
We do have to report results to the Secretary of State at 7 p.m. on election night. Um, but, but you know, beyond that, it's entirely up to um, us to determine uh, what our reporting schedule looks like. And we will, we will know on election night um, approximately how many additional ballots we still have to count. So we'll be able to report that out to the media as well so we can say we've counted this many ballots and we have this many more um, outstanding um, that we'll be, you know, continuing to count over the next several days and, and reporting results most likely on a daily basis after November 3rd. But it is it is completely normal for us to not finish counting on election night. This is not unusual. If you, if you really think about it, uh, you want us to take our time. You want us to make sure without rushing anything. You want us to make sure that our bipartisan teams aren't on some kind of shot clock, that they're doing their best job, that they're working with each other uh, to make sure that, 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 that the uh, election is accurate. Uh, and around here, you know, we, we, uh, we value accuracy. I mean, I'm sorry, we value, uh, yeah, accuracy over speed. And yeah. um, that's just us doing our job. And, you know, it's not a normal year. Uh, everybody in, in the world will tell you 2020 is completely not a normal year. But especially yeah. now because there's so many people that are interested in voting and that are going to be voting. And, you know, you combine that with um, the fact that we are election our, uh, judges, our poll workers, what other people call them. Um, we, they are taking every precaution they can, too. They're wearing face masks. They're disinfecting. They're using hand sanitizer. They're wiping down their pants. And they're also... Uh, they're spread out six feet, so they're they're keeping their physical distance to, you know, to keep each other safe. And because of, because of the fact that we're doing that, um, it, you know, we're asking folks to be patient with us through the process. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know we will have poll watchers in here. We will have the media in here. We have windows so people can see in. So don't think that there's if we're taking our time. Don't don't think. Uh, negative. Don't think that we're doing something nefarious. We're just we're making yeah. sure that everything's accurate, and the people who are doing this public service, uh, the people, um, are, uh, are are making sure they're doing it in a way that's safe to their health as well. Too. We we owe it to those poll workers and those election judges that that do this. They've been doing it for decades, and it's an honor to do it. I just wanted to add a quick quick mention too. We we are actually going to offer something new in November. Um, that we haven't had before, and that's a live video feed from our ballot processing rooms available on our website, um, on the DenverVotes.org website. So, you know, even if you're not physically here and you're not a poll watcher, you'll be able to see what's happening in those rooms. Um, We want to be as transparent as possible and make sure everyone has a clear picture inside the election process so that no one can question whether or not anything is, you know, anything nefarious is happening. We are 100% transparent, as the clerk just outlined, and, and so that includes a live video feed from our website, from our ballot processing rooms on our website, as well as um, video tours of our processing mm-hmm. rooms that voters can watch either through our social media feeds or through our website. Assistance for seniors. Any special assistance for seniors outside of a Dropbox and a voting center at Windsor Gardens. If there are residents um, who are living currently in group residential facilities in Denver um, and they don't have their own mailbox, we will be not hand-delivering ballots to voters directly in those facilities um, because of the pandemic um, right. and, and under um, executive orders from the governor. We will not be going into the facilities with ballots for those voters. 
However, we're working with the facility directors, and we will be delivering the ballots to the facility itself to then distribute to their residents. And then the residents will have access um, to, hopefully, we're working with the facilities on this, to be able to use the accessible vote-at-home option um, inside the facility if necessary. And then the facility will have a secure uh, ballot box inside the facility itself to receive the voted ballots into so the residents can vote inside the facility and then return their ballots in those secure drop boxes, which, which bipartisan teams of election judges will be picking up, you know, in time to have them back for the election. So that's one service that we're providing for our um, older Denver residents. And then if anyone has difficulty getting out to a voter service and polling center and has any kind of special needs, they can call our office, they can call 311, and then after October 5th, they can use the option 8 to get straight to the elections division, and they can let us know that they need that service, and we can either send a bipartisan team to their house with their ballot, or if it's after October 26th, they may also be able to send a family member to pick up the ballot for them or um, get an electronic version of their ballot, which they can vote and return electronically as well under an emergency replacement ballot application. So those options become available as well. This is a big ballot. We have federal offices. We have city initiatives. We have uh, state amendments. And we have a whole bunch of judges nobody knows until you get a traffic ticket. So if your recommendation to them to look most things over, get as prepared as possible so you can fill that ballot out as early as possible and get it back. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's that's what that's one of the, the benefits of having your ballot mailed to you and, and being able to mail it is because you can take that time to really study that those questions. Um, we also have a sample ballot, uh, sample interactive ballot online at our on our website, uh, denvervotes.org um, slash voter info, and you can uh, you can check out that sample ballot now. Um, and then also, when you get that ballot, you have that time to be able to to go through it. Now, don't take too much time, right? Pop that in the mail. All you need is is, is one stamp. Uh, on that, on that, or you just take it over to the, uh, to the Dropbox. But yeah, it, it's, you know, if every, every election is important, those questions are all important, your vote matters. On this edition, our subject is voting properly for the November election. Our guests are two officials who run the election in Denver County, clerk and recorder Paul Lopez and his director of elections, Jocelyn Bacaro. We thank them for their time for this broadcast and a special thanks to Alton Dillard, Communications Director of the Clerk's Office, for his assistance with this edition as well. For additional election information and direction, it is available to you online at denvergov.org slash voter info or by calling Denver 311 and other metropolitan areas and counties. Contact your county or clerk's office or website. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.